0: Hello everyone, you is listening to Rap Al Dente. Hip-hop podcast where we're talking about the latest singles, news, discussions, EPs, and albums, dropping in the culture of hip-hop and rap. I'm your host, King Koopa, and let's continue with the podcast. Man, I hope everyone's having a good day as I am right now because... I am taking the first step in the journey of podcasting. And this episode, I hope I'm providing a lot of good stuff for you guys. Because I'm confident that there's tons of content. I mean, I talk about Snoop's comments regarding Eminem as a top 10. I talk about Cardi B's WAP single and all the buzz it's getting. I talk about Tolkien and the mega week he's had with everything he dropped and announced. And also the newest rap challenge... That rapper locksmiths giving the fans on Instagram. There's also a playlist here that you guys can check out the link in the description. But I give more uh, info on that later on the podcast. And then there's two projects here I give my thoughts and opinions on. And I've chosen Merz's new EP, Merz in Miami, and Locksmith's final album, No Pressure. Man, a lot of plans are going on to this, but I hope you guys enjoy what you're getting. So right now we're going to dive right into the news and discussions. So Snoop recently gave his opinions on Eminem and um, the stands did not like it. No, no, no. They just were furious when Snoop did not put Eminem in his top 10 list. Snoop said in the quote, I don't think so, but the game feels that he's a top 10 lyricist and all that comes with it. That's just because he's with Dr. Dre, and Dr. Dre helped him find the best Eminem he could find. I don't see the problem with this. I mean, Snoop's entitled to have an opinion, you know? It's not the end of the world that M got snubbed from Snoop Dogg's top 10. You know, but Stan just can't really accept it. They were like, heated on him. And after a little while after, Snoop did put on Instagram his top 10. And this was a good list. 80s, 90s classic hip-hop. And it includes like like Rick, Ice Cube, LL Cool J, KRS-One, Rakim, Run from Run DMC, D from Run DMC, Big Daddy Kane, Ice-T, and Too Short. Nothing wrong with this list. A fantastic classic hip-hop top 10 list. And the problem isn't that... Snoop snubbed Marshall Mathers from this list. Is that people do not know who Rakim is? It is crazy. I'm telling you, if you love hip hop, if you like rap music, listen to the 18th letter. One of the best you're gonna hear, and it doesn't matter what decade it came from. That's just without a case the truth. But that's a problem with um Eminem fanboys. You know they just associate. Themselves with just listening to Eminem. And anything in the Shady Records and Aftermath umbrella. And this was the case with me. When I first started listening to hip-hop. A long, long time ago. Eminem was one of the first people I listened to. And for a good year and a half. I was just stuck listening to just him. And acts associated with Shady Records at the time. And that includes like D12. Obi Trice. 50 Cent. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. And I believe that's, that's it, you know, but the, that's just the k- takeaway from this is that, you know, these mm you know, fans, they just need to just chill out and just really explore what other artists there are in hip hop. And if that was the case, and they did, then a comment like this from Snoop Dogg wouldn't upset them this much. And like example, like when I first started listening to 90s, because I wanted to dive into it, see what I was missing out on like six, seven years ago. I was really, like, shocked, like, what I was missing out on. I mean, you got, like, Tupac, Biggie, Wu-Tang Clan. You got uh, Gangstar, Big Pun, Big L. Just so much music. You know, you can even listen to other artists, like, nowadays. And you get artists like uh, J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. You get MERS, Apathy, Demigod, Czarface. You can listen to stuff in the mid-2000s, Fabulous, Jadakiss, Kanye, Mad Villainy, just go on and on and on. But the takeaway from this is that there's tons of artists, don't just limit yourself to the Slim shady Eminem umbrella, you know, what comes with that. Just listen to other stuff and then you can understand when Snoop says that Eminem is in his top 10, it's not the end of the world because there's more than just Eminem. But, um, Roy gave his, uh, comments on this too, you know, he dived in, and he's Eminem's homeboy, you know, he's one of his close friends, he's always stuck thick and thin with Eminem, but his comments, you know, he said that Eminem is a better rapper, he prefers him as an MC, but he puts Doggy Style over any of Eminem's albums, and it's objectively, you know, and Like I said with Snoop, you know, it's Royce's opinion. It's not the end of the world. Like, yeah, there's a difference between being a lyrical, talented MC and then making a good-sounding project to people's ears. And this is all subjective. People are going to have different opinions of what they prefer. Royce's would just, he prefers Doggy Style over any Eminem project, and that's fine. But, man, if it wasn't Snoop... Stans really hated when Royce said that. They were on his Instagram, you know, just calling him out. You know, like, how could you? You're a snake backstabber. And Royce just had enough with it. He really putting all those stands in place. And, you know, it's not like I, I want to encourage him to keep commenting on them. But it's good to see these people getting put in their place, you know, because they just make asses of themselves when they make comments like that. You know, they just need to take a chill pill, relax, you know. Snoop can have an opinion, Royce can have his opinion, and it's not the end of the world. So you know, I had to dive into this Cardi B single. I mean, it's too big right now. Who wouldn't if they had a podcast to talk about this? And you know, it's funny. I was going to talk about Cardi B, but it was because of her Only Fans announcement. But she deleted the tweet, so I'm assuming that isn't happening. And you know, I'm sad because I was looking forward to giving that um, $8.99 and then following that with $5 donation to hear every rumor. You know, my, my bank account's going to be crying because I'm going to have too much money in that case. But nope, here we are. We're going to talk about WAP. Uh, it features Megan Thee Stallion. And my opinion on the track alone, I think it's really nice. I think this is Cardi B's best single in a while. I mean, the beat is great. The back- background vocals of like, Holes in this house. I think that's really catchy, and Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B, they have nice energy Uh, for what they were talking about. It was a really dope track. This isn't like a conscious record. You're listening to a Cardi B like club type, like party record that's for women, and that's okay in my opinion. But not a lot of other people. They they have their own comments, and you see them talk about it like crazy online and it's getting crazy like um US House candidate um, and this is a quote that he said that the new song the hashtag WAP which I heard accidentally made me want to pour holy water in my ears and I feel sorry for future girls if this is their role model another tweet said that remember Bernie Sanders campaigned with Cardi B Kamala Harris is their role model the Democrats support this trash and depravity oh my god, that is, um, that's classic, and then I remember uh, reading one tweet that, saying that this track sets women 50 years in the past, you know, no, 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 what does set women 50 years in the past is telling them what they can and can't make music about, and this double standard, because males have been making songs that have a lot of sex appeal and talking about stuff like this for a long time, and you never see those songs get the negative attention and buzz, like when Car- Cardi B, when Nicki Minaj, when they do something like this, uh, media's quick to put it down, saying, oh, this is disgusting. And that's just that's just a shame, you know? This is this double standard. And I think people just need to get it gripped that you know, this is just a track. That's, that's all what it is, you know? If you want music like this not to exist, you know, just don't listen to it if it doesn't have a buzz from people not listening to it, then there's not gonna be records like this. That's just all what it is. But following that, the music video also, for two reasons, you know, it's getting talked about. And the first reason is the fact that Kylie Jenner is in it walking for 15 seconds. People have like had a meltdown when they saw her and there's a petition, 30,000 people, to remove that 50 second clip with uh, Kylie Jenner because they, what the petition said in the description was that this was a, a video of empowering black women. And then Kylie Jenner just ruined that with her walk of shame. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's just ridiculous because Cardi B's fine with it. She put her in the music video. It's not like Kylie Jenner forced herself in it. You know, she's just a model doing her thing, looking good. That, It's all what it is. But no, people just had an outrage for that. And then you can also talk about uh, what... um, Star, you might know her name from Tiger King, uh, Carol Baskin. She shamed the music video for the fact that there's photoshopped wild animals in there. And it gives rich people the idea to own exotic pets. It's just like a music video. Like, this isn't the first time you see... A music video with some wild animals in there. That's all what it is. I don't think now I could I could be wrong, you know, there could be some rich people with that crazy bank that's like, I need to dick out, I need that, I need those three mink lines in the back, you know, chillin'. But no, I think the majority of people do know that this is just for entertainment purposes. We can't it's one thing where we're talking about oh, the videos are too sexualizing and it's a crazy now it's like, oh, animals? Like Tigers, lines we can't have this now in music videos. We're just going, it's just crazy now what I think the future of filmmaking is going to lead to and also music because if this is a lead way, if this is just the first step into what's going to be us going off a cliff and just making preachy Christian songs about knitting sweaters for Jesus, then that's just a bad sign, let me tell you. Up next, I'll be talking about Token because he's done a lot of big things this week as far as announcements and releases. First off with the single 30 people, which was pretty nice, you know, Token singles have always been going pretty hard from the last three years. I mean, I can name some of my personal favorites like Code Red, Patty Cake, Dirty Flesh, um, the, 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 the soundtrack. Uh, singles for movies like Scoob and Fast and Furious. Those were nice, but to get on to like the single, um, the music video to Thirty People also dropped, and it really shows Token's creativity. Like you think with um COVID, people are limited what they can do, but Token's like, yo, give me that green screen, and all the costume changes, all the different costumes you could, and I'll figure something out, and he did, like, it was, like, crazy just seeing him, like, going from, like, a plane, then going off from, like, a, uh, an umbrella riding off, where people were just mad hating him, like, 30 people want to see him down, see him under, you know, and all the different costume changes you see, token dresses, I think he, he played all the roles in this, he was, like, an old man, an old woman, like, a a couple females, a gym instructor, Albert Einstein, a cop, a homeless man, Albert Einstein, a dragon, a grandma. you get my drift here. You just the creativity in this music video was awesome. It was probably one of probably the best music videos to drop this year, mainly because of COVID, but yeah, one of the best in this period, right next to um rugged Man's uh, All Systems Go. that dropped a few weeks. that was pretty nice too. but yeah, not only with the music video, Token announced a new albums coming out this week. Uh, can't be the only one. Um, it's gonna be later this year on his new deal with Atlantic Records. Um, which, wow, he finally announced his major label deal. He teased this ever since his last album between somewhere like a year and a half ago, and the day finally come where he's like, I finally got that major. And if that wasn't big enough, they also give him a side record label, which he. Going to be uh head behind, uh, never too different, so he's getting his own record label on top of this. From remembering Token five years ago when Ari the Rugged Man gave him uh, like a co sign, and you hear Token spitting on two Rugged Man um instrumentals um, the one was from his track Chains, and the other, uh, Stanley Kubrick. You could see definitely potential in him. I thought he was nice on the, um, the chains one. The Stanley Kubrick, a little too fast, you know, but he really has done great growth, a lot of improvement to where he's pretty much one of the newest artists now that I'm always constantly looking, seeing what is he releasing, what is he dropping, because he's been better, getting better and has improved greatly in, in these short five years. And he's only twenty one. Just think of that. Think of this. Twenty one And he has his own record label. He's signed in Atlantic. And he's getting ready to drop his third album. He's doing this so fast. But at the same time, he's also doing this so nice. My God, I can't wait. If you think he's nice 21, imagine him seasoned. Imagine him groomed more like till he's like 41. Let's just take an example. 41? You could be on his way to making classics at this at this point and i am just so excited to see where tokens future is gonna head right with this uh major record deal i mean the only negative i could see not a negative but you could have doubts nowadays with major record deals and you know with aftermath yeah they had like m50 game kendrick those are some people that have done good things on Aftermath but then you have people like Rakim never, he was signed never dropped anything Joel Ortiz signed never dropped anything John Connor signed never dropped anything so signing a major record deal is big but if the creativity gets in the way you won't really release anything and Atlantic Records I only know specifically three people come to mind one is Apathy that was the thing, like, back in the day where I... Uh, Apathy had disputes with Atlantic Records, so... He didn't drop anything there. Snow the Product was signed there, but she never dropped anything. Now she's independent. And Joiner Lucas was signed there. Um, he did release, like, a mixtape, the 508, uh, project. But after that, he had Create Differences, and he left and then released ADHD by himself. So... Yeah, you can apply this to any major record deal that there could be creative differences with the big heads, but Token just wants to get this major because he wants to try for himself to prove that. Pull me up in this pedal stool, and I'll show you that I am worth the the money you're laying down on this contract. So yeah, I just can't wait for that album. I hope it's nice. I no, I hope I not hope it's nice. It's probably gonna be nice, but I hope that. He doesn't have any issues like any other artist with a major record deal. And I hope Never Too Differing turns out to be a great uh, side label too. Now to end the news and discussion part of the podcast, I just got one question to everyone listening. Who here during quarantine has probably written their greatest verse in a minute? If you're just wanting that perfect beat to drop and for it to create you some buzz and some platform, then I got some good news for you. Rapper Locksmith, he just released a new single, Vaccine. The beat's crazy. It's done by Kato. And if you like the beat and you think you can do just as good as Locksmith, Locksmith straight up, you know, the link to um the beat's on YouTube. You can just download it and then you can record your verse, put it on Instagram. And if Locksmith likes it enough if he sees you got something going on, then he'll repost it on his Instagram and you can get some buzz going off that. And it's just really cool that people like Locksmith that hip hop platforms, you know, you know, even like World MC, they're doing it now for the last couple uh, months, you know, they get five beats, and it's free, by the way, no money, you don't gotta pay anything. And then all you gotta do is just give a minute verse, and just give the World MC, and if they like it, and they've done this, like I said, like last couple months, they've done like a whole hour long video of the best submissions. And it's just crazy how many talented people are out there that can really write some good stuff. But back to Locksmith, yeah, it's really hoping that he's doing it too. This isn't the first time he's done a challenge video for a single he's dropped. But it's just now during since quarantine and people are stuck home all day. It's just nice that they have the opportunity to do something that's fun, that's creative. And, you know, it was just even like last night, even before uh, finishing the recording of this podcast, I've seen Locksmith live stream on YouTube He was giving good and bad critiques on a lot of the submissions. And it's just cool that he's doing it for free. You know, it's just... When people give back to the community like this, I just have nothing but mad props and love for them. And Locksmith is one of the people that I'm regarding as... Probably he's going to have his name talked about in a good year or two. Like, I remember just recently he was... I think he was on Sway in the Morning with uh, Fat Joe listening. And dude was mad feeling him. He just... Killed the the Ten Commandments beat. That was like crazy. Man, just matter of props to uh, Locksmith again though. For doing this challenge. And like I said before. If you think that you got a dope verse. And you're just waiting for that buzz to happen for you. Just uh, go on YouTube. Just type in Locksmith Vaccine Instrumental. You will see the beat. Just download it. Then after that you can record your verse on your phone. Put it on Instagram. And make sure you gotta do, you gotta hashtag, you gotta hashtag locksmith, hashtag vaccine challenge. And he will see it and hopefully you guys have fun doing this, the beat's crazy like I said before. And yeah, it's just really cool to see these challenge videos so that people can have opportunity to be creative. So people who want to dive into becoming an artist have an opportunity to get some buzz and some platform gained. So right now on the podcast, we'll be talking about the newest playlist you can find on the Rap Al Dente Spotify. Once a week, I'll be cooking up a new playlist, and for your guys, I hope that this shows you a bunch of incredible MCs that deserve your time and attention. This week's theme playlist is all women's because Cardi B's WAP just dropped, and the playlist is abbreviation of Women in Power. Right now I'm going to be talking briefly about some of the artists you can check out on here. The first one I want to talk about is Gavlin. This is her joint project with DJ Hoppa doing all the production. You're going to see her some incredible beats, some nice sampling, and there's some great tracks on here that stand out. My favorite is Calling, Past That, The Posse Truck, Already Know, featuring Dizzy Wright and Jaron Benton, The Posse Truck, Looking Back, featuring Velda, Wonder, and Revere and what you want there's the whole project i think is a 10 out of 10 a great listen definitely check that out then we got if i may featuring winnie a new artist you know she's been blowing up the last two years and this is her first project she released last year she has some cool really nice spitter tracks so if you like bars definitely check out roll call in 212 degrees but if you want something you can vibe to too she does both listen to find things and hungover those are incredible dope tracks if you just want to get back and relax too and there's also a nice jid feature on Eagle check really check out that then there's Velda the wonder this is from her project that released last year la santa avenue has some nice 90s vibes to it definitely some of my favorite tracks on here is vinyl fronter transit kid lisa simpson deep end just a really incredible project definitely check that out as well also some artists on here angel hayes sarak she's incredible there's a rhapsody you all know her this is from her e project last year then there's definitely some 90s hip-hop you're gonna feel too there's heather b mc late you gotta respect some of the 90s hip-hop artists that built the way for women to evolve to later on and then there's also the last artist i'm going to talk about here is chai Noor. this is from a new project that just dropped last month i believe Uh, yeah july 10th this is as god intended all the production here is done by the great apollo brown if you want to hear some incredible sampling if you want to hear some eerie vibey relaxing tracks my this this project is a straight classic listen you're gonna love this some of my favorite tracks on here is live by the code freedom Daddy's Girl, that's another great track. 12 Rounds, a good storytelling track about her suspecting her boyfriend's cheating on her. Blood is Thicker. Probably this will be in my top rap albums of the year. It's too close to say that because we still got four more months, anything can happen. But I will say that, as God intended, is gonna be in the discussions. It is a really a great project. And that's pretty much it. And also, I put in WAP because I figured, listen, you can listen to both the conscious lyrical rap and you can listen to a nice club by record. You can have both. You can't just limit yourself. So this playlist yet again is called WAP, Women in Power. Definitely check it out. The link to this playlist will be in the description. And I tell you, I think this is something really cool you should check out. Alright, so the first project I decided to talk about on the podcast is Merce in Miami. Now, if you haven't heard about this project, it's because it is a Patreon exclusive. If you want to listen to this EP currently, you have to be a Patreon of the highest tier on Merce's Patreon, which is currently 25 bucks. Now, you get a lot more than just the EP. You get behind-the-scenes videos, update on his music, podcast, even a, even a you know, really cool gift like Every month after the original month of being a Patreon. But for the sake of the, the podcast, we'll just be talking about the EP. Now, if I'll tell you one thing about Merce, he is the most consistent hip-hop artist to release quality projects in the 20-so years of his career. I can go on with the projects he's done with Ninth Wonder. I can talk about the Felt projects. I can talk about... Uh Merce for President, I can talk about Love and Rockets Volume One. I can talk about the project he done with Strange Music, including the last album he released under Strange Music, A Strange Journey into the Unimaginable. The production by Seven was amazing, and Merce just kilted in every single track. Like uh Same Way, uh Lean, uh Lo Fi Nights, my god, they're like the- Classics on that album, and then the um, last year with uh Ninth Wonder and the Soul Council, he dropped The Lilac is Dead and the Odyssey is Over. My god, that that was another. I don't understand how he just goes on to this classic after classic, you know. A is Dead and the Odyssey is Over. He you know had that one track, um, High Noon with uh, Rhapsody, that was awesome. Gas station Gucci belt, uh. Uh, glitter, unicorn glitter. Um, the whole... You know, I'm just I'm just naming every every track off these albums. Cause I just think they're all just incredible. But yeah, let's talk about um. Merce in Miami. The production on this, all done by Recognize, and this was a nice change of pace from the production we usually hear on Merce projects. Cause you know, it's not seven. It's not ninth the wonder. This is something new and. I really liked all the different various of instruments and on the the songs. Uh, I th- Like Dr. Fabs that had like a, like a trombone that was like really nice. There's drums. You can hear that on No Talk, No Dot, No Shame. Just a lot of great sounds for him. And oh, speaking of recognized to in the production, this is the first project we hear a new Merz Day song in quite a bit. That's the song 52 Weeks. They all killed it they all had a really nice verse and that was just really really awesome to hear uh cocaine smoothie a great opening track uh burns does the the hook for that dr fabs What was really cool about this track is the fact that burns kind of brought up sway's name and sway's not not sway but merce is the type of guy to like diss people directly in songs he's like rarely ever done it and i think like the first time i I believe I heard it was on the song powerful where Merce said, yeah, this is going to be the first song where I openly diss someone. And it wasn't really much of a diss to Michael Jackson. It was just the point where at that time he didn't want to hear music like thriller, you know, but yes. And here he did mention sway saying that the dude just calls people out to like spit randomly and he will rather go On Twitch, to freestyle on his own, at his own peace of mind, you know, not really much of a diss. Just I guess he just wanted to bring that up, and then on also on the track though he does bring up the fact how he noticing you know like rappers now they have their own like strands of marijuana that in legal states they sell, and is like oh back in my day when I used to drug hustle I used to sell weed the old fashioned way. And that was just, you know, a clever that was an interesting point, you know, that is that's true. Um then on the song Versus Everybody with a Recognize on the Hook. This was a really nice sincere song Murce done for his son, you know, just telling him things that he should do. Um even quoted Jay Z's uh, four 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 The Hook by Recognize, that was nice. When I look in your eyes, I can see the mine. Yeah, that was that was a nice, nice hook. Uh, no talk, no doubt, no shame. I think this is gonna end up being my favorite song on the project. The song split up in three parts. Uh, the first part, Murs, you know, just brings up you know his old like encounters, like with police, the everything that happened to him when he's eighteen, and he said, you know, it's okay, you know, I've gone on to move do better things, but, um. Is it really okay that I'm going to bring this, um, this you know, um, bring on this energy and this uh, fear of the police to my children? Is this, like, what I'm going to pass down to them? And then on the second part, you know, bring up, uh, you know, just police brutality on black people. It's nothing new. We brought up the incident where a black man was shot just jogging by these two white guys. And he's also really brought on the idea here. Listen, if you're, you're my friend and if I died, I want you to kill them. That, that would to me prove that we were like friends. If you just, you stand up to the police, not just letting them just get away with it. And you know, I can really understand the like frustrations. Like nowadays, this is like the type of song I wanted MERS to release. he's a really a good conscience rapper when it goes on to several topics that include like from love to like, uh, uh, police brutality and uh, state of the culture. You know, he's really honest. He's straight to the point. And even the last part of this song reminded me of New Africa, where the idea that all the black uh African-Americans, they leave the United States to go to Africa. And I kind of like that nod that, you know, it kind of reminded me of the, side of the side of the Prince's New Africa track. And the whole uh, song was nice. This is the longest song on the album, 5 minutes. But I'm guaranteeing you now, you're not going to feel like it's dragging on. It goes by from point A, point B, point C very smoothly. And it doesn't feel like a drag. The next track, 5, is uh, Season 2. Now you can't get a Merse Day project without at least one love song. And this is the love song of his, uh, Season 2. Kind of a clever way of saying that, their, their, you know, a relationship is kind of like a TV show and are we going to be renewed for a season 2 and he was like going on like oh I don't want to just be a cameo and a lot of interesting wordplay going on with his basic idea he even quoted and sneaked in a couple of TV shows on here like uh, Boy Meets World and various other shows like, like that okay and now the next song I talked about it, 52 Weeks with Merz Day a nice track where uh, Burns, Mers and Recognized each have a verse. It was a really nice track. I wish after this we would get another Mercedes Project on Strange Days because I don't think MERS and Strange Music left on bad terms. It was just like a contract thing where it's like three projects, you know, and then after that he didn't want to renew. Fine, then they left on good terms. And the last song, Cheat Code, that was a. A good way to end up the project. I kind of like the production on here, and the uh, the flow Murs's flow on this was really nice too, and yeah, that's basically wraps up the the Merz Day in Miami uh, project. I think this another consistently good project released by Merce, and I I would definitely say if you're a big Murs fan like me, I did not mind buying spending the twenty five bucks just to hear this EP to download it because now I have it on my phone for all time now it's going to be on constant rotation this summer guarantee you that right now and I would def if you have the money definitely use it to support an artist like MERS and give this project a listen I know you're definitely gonna like this project as much as I did so the final project I want to talk about on the podcast is no pressure done by logic for the time being of this recording, this is Logic's final album. He is done with the rap game. He's got a kid. He's gonna focus on that and his new Twitch deal. So he doesn't need rap anymore. He already he got plenty of hate for the last couple of years, especially. So that kind of contributed to Logic's sour take on being a rapper, which is you know understandable. You can only handle so much, and what a kind of like a twist, like a, like, no pressure, like, the idea that I've done everything, you know, he talked about on, like, the song Five Hooks, how he's done, um, songs with literally everyone, from the Killer Mike's, the Gucci Mains, you know, He he's done all he believes he needs to be, I mean, he even did songs with, like, Eminem, he had, like, a J-Coverse, what, what more could he really do? So he doesn't feel any pressure to keep continuing, um, so, to talk about No Pressure, the this was his first link-up back with No ID since Under Pressure dropped six years ago, I believe. And if this is his final album, I think he went off the right—he went—he went—not down. I think he went off with a single that was worthy of it, you know. Um, everything from here, you know, I I love the production on the whole album is pretty amazing. Like we get some Kanye West influence beats. Um, hit my hit my line, and heard him say. I think heard him say sounds extremely like a Kanye West beat, and I and I love it for that. And Logic, he's a big Kanye fan from various um, bar references to Kanye songs to um, kind of pay homage to some of his lyrics, like celebration. You know, to like the Kanye West. It's like a celebration, bitches. Um, yeah. So that's something. Um, certain songs, the majority of this... Not majority, but there's a lot of tracks where he's talking like, listen... Um, successes and everything. You know, he's depressed. He openly expresses that like on Dark Place. Where like a bar really just... As says, he goes online to see what... Well, he searches up his name to find other people. Like he's is he's, he's worthless. So, when you put a man in that position, you know, I would say, fine, I agree with you leaving um, music for a bit. You know, you do you. But there's also a reason, like, with his son, he made Dad Bod, which is kind of the funniest track on the album, where the second verse, he just basically talks about what it's like to um, have a kid, you know. He's just rapping about going to the Target, you know, just getting diapers, meeting fans, you know like does hefty hold the most trash <laughs> oh god there was um it's kind of a fun it's like a funny track but it has a nice smooth beat to it the chorus was uh pretty sweet too like wake up in wake up in with applesauce and broccoli little body better eat your greens boy don't give me lip about it uh this was a really nice track really wholesome um then we got like <clears throat> song we got like song from uh Five Hooks, the song after it, where, um, you know, he couldn't get the Superman feature, so he's like, fuck it, just uh, let's mix the, the beat that was gonna be on Ultra Ultra 85, and he just went off just to kill it, you know, uh, it was kind of crazy, like, in the second uh, verse, he mentions, like, his, what he needed, like, he's done, you know, that he's got songs with Wu-Tang, 2 Chains, Killer Mike, and Gucci Mane, he's done it, Eminem also, like, he's done... All like the trap rap shit, you know. He doesn't... He spits the yoga flame. Always going against the grain. I was fly before the flame before I could afford a plane. Just crazy bars on this track. My God. You know, and then like... Um, who gives a fuck about the leak when it goes well? Watch me excel, propel, then goes the fuck out like Dave Chappelle. You, the Ellis pray tell... I'm um, God Before Lucifer Fell, I Raised Hell, oh my god, that was bars on top of bars on top of bars on that, I wish I bought the shirt that had, like, the Lucifer Fell, I Raised Hell, but I, I missed the, the deadline for the, the merch, you know, because of money, so yeah, other tracks, uh, talk about, what isn't there to talk about on this project, as far as, like, lyrics go, um, you can talk about the song G4, that, like, for example, throughout the whole album, a lot of these songs feature parts of the no pressure freestyle that um, Logic released. And I don't mind it because, you know, for remixing, especially when you go on YouTube, a lot of people like remixing old verses and whatever with new beats. It gives, like, a new feel identity. And that's what um, this project has done with the whole freestyle. It's, like, very placed in in songs they don't cover the whole song it's like a little bit of it in here then logic gives out some new bars verses for that and the nerd track has another another one of the freestyle parts with other new stuff um yeah under the song like g4 it's kind of crazy like you know like and on that note i keep it g like track four kicking the door by the notorious big uh, snap my fingers like Thanos and Bobby Boy bringing the doom. Cause three, si- cause six thirty killing shit hands down and dirty. The white boy can't can't rap. He talk good and act nerdy. Then after that, Erica Baidu, you know, talking about the Dreamflower. You know, sampling was cool because, you know, um, Erica Baidu, you know, had a thing with uh, Jay Dilla over the, the sample yeah this is like another like i think this had to my favorite beat on the whole project uh gp4 it was just really nice i would call it hypnotic in a way then there was like the song with um celebration with uh celias he signed to bobby boy records the only i think he's the only rapper signed at the moment i could be wrong but you know he's got he got some good bars in here like um Almost stabbed at the transit in the dead at night. These fucking zombies. But really that's beyond me. Trying to live my dreams from everything that I've seen as a young man. And if you see me rapping, you know I got the upper hand. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool stuff. Uh, Logic, you know, he's got some stuff too. Um, I, you know, I'm a fucking, you're a fucking crustacean. Um, in this in a revelation memories when I drive an M5 or a bus station. I've evolved. You as a motherfucking. Yeah that's the bar. He's a motherfucking crust station. But yeah. Some pretty cool stuff. Another. Connie West feel. Phil felt song right there you know. Uh, then there's like songs like. um He dropped Soul Food 2. Now for the sake of this. This is basically. um For the first part. It was basically the no pressure freestyle. Over the Soul Food. Uh, beat. It was changed a little bit. I done I kinda listened to both just to compare them and this beat, you know, it is it is different in various ways, so it's not the same thing. Um, this one I think is more more upbeat. I think the old one's a lot slower. But yeah, I mean, how could you just There's a lot of like good like lyrics on here. What's the conclusion? Or rather my hypothesis, I'm darker than Gotham is. Like reading Nashardham in ninety degrees, you better believe, you know, I turn a profit with ease. God Hurricane Bobby in the studio blowing trees. Switch a topic, I drop it, fuck around, then leave them all concussed. When I bust, you no know, thrust, this world we knowing we living in is fucked. Oh my god, there's, there's a lot of crazy fucking bars on here. But then the, um, the second part, this was a new part. This is kind of something that for the fans of The Incredible True Story can get behind, I think. This is kind of, I think this is the send-off that we're essentially going to get. Because Ultra 85, I think this was part of Ultra 85. I don't think this project was all of Ultra 85. But on the final track, Logic kind of hinted that this was, for a production, mostly was going to be Ultra 85. But I think he scrapped it just to make a, a sequel to Under Pressure at the same time. But yeah, he talks about, you know, like, you know, curious stuff like, um, you know, you know, meeting, like, an alien, you know, don't, we're about to have some fun, and, you know, I'll shoot him with, a uh, laser gun, uh, shoot the kill, never on stun, we get it done, um, talking about, uh, Tom, thinking about the, his, his woman on the dresser on the Aquarius 3, crazy beat too, I think it was, like, a nice, uh, sound off track to the whole, um, uh, the Incredible True Story. Now, I'm going to nitpick here. And I really am. It kind of confuses me. Why the second part of Soul Food 2. Wasn't called Aquarius 3. But yet, Aquarius 3. What was it on open mic? It was. You know, kind of something you would have thought would have been like on the second half of Soul Food. Because the first Soul Food had a, a beat change. But it, the song was still, you know, like serious, you know, the second half now, since it was kind of like this fun track, I wouldn't say it took away. But if you think back on the open mic, you know, it was kind of like an open mic. So you would seem, OK, if it's an open mic, it might kind of done like a a fun, like stand up, like kind of like track. But look at me, I'm just rambling on what I, th- you know, doesn't even matter, really. Just my own thoughts on that. Uh, then there was like perfect, a nice a nice short track, you know, it was only like a minute, um, a minute 40-something, I could be wrong with the time, but it's less than two minutes, and for what it was, it was good that it was under two minutes, because it's fast, it's quick, the beat is crazy, the, the vocals for the different effects on, like, the lyrics were pretty cool, and the ending, the ending where Juicy J was like, the police leaving bodies in the motherfucking streets, bang, and then the the beat there you on know, the back, someone's saying, like, fire! awesome so crazy and it's like when you hear like songs that are this short and awesome they're on repeat with me for 10 15 times you know it's like crazy it's like so short and for what it was it's like so awesome like um even the beginning like the lyrics how can you hate like a song this awesome where it's like i started from the bottom now my neighborhood is gated they say drink to your accomplishments so every night i'm faded feel like every other day me and somebody new related you're my sister cousin brother from the other side the other side yo it just goes off and off this is it's short it's awesome and i and i love the the production on this this track um other stuff i mean i i, I could say about um you know the album was um um amen i guess we can talk about that cause that is the final logic song In order, which we're going to hear, you know, the chorus, you know, was, was nice. Uh, This was basically like his send off. And, you know, like some some lyrics, you know, they're like, I am cowardice, but sometimes wish I lived behind the mask because facing this road is such a rigorous task. Just like, you know, where you can basically see where he's coming from. It's like, you know, I'm ready for retirement you know, it's like hard living right now. He tried all he can. He thought acceptance would set me free. But it didn't. Kind of a nice track. I can't really say anything like that about the project. Like, if there was one song. And if I had to choose one song on here that I would prefer least out of everything. It would just be A to Z. You know, because I feel like... This project had a clear narrative, you know, him like saying, you know, he's done with the rap game, you know, he's got a son now, the fun, the money and fame, it's, you know, it's not always cracked up to be, or just some bars, you know, but not to say this doesn't have any bars, but it's like weird, you know, he's just talking about like, it's like when those A to Z tracks were, you know, or like, I guess like Sway, for example, would just give like, you know, the letter like A, Z, you know. Sound like my favorite one in this category, but, you know, he, he's, he's got, like, a few bars, you know, he's like, he doesn't got anything, like, this, that, Nas, like, it's like, Queensburg, King, Crown shit, studying my lyricism whenever you and your friends met, got enough M's in the bank to make ends meet, he's got stuff, but, you know, this isn't the, this is my probably my least favorite out of the whole project, mm that's pretty much it. You know, if I was to wrap up my thoughts on No Pressure, I I think this was a fantastic, fantastic way to send off. Uh, respects to Logic, you know, he's, he's gone flack for some of his projects released in the last couple of years, like Everybody and Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. But this album is the one that he should be confident if he's going to retire. He left on a high note. And that's all really I got to say about no pressure. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. This is the end of rap al dente. Uh, we covered various news topics, give you guys a new playlist to check out on the rap al dente Spotify. And I gave my thoughts and impressions on two projects, Merce in Miami and no pressure released by logic. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Like I, like I said, again, um, A lot of planning was put into this episode, Um, a lot of things I guess I could have done differently in the recording phase, like the the Cardi B um, segment, that took me literally I think over an hour just for me to be confidently be satisfied with a 5 minute audio clip because I didn't do those things in like sound bits, that's like one straightforward uh, recording with just everything I thought I needed to say without really writing it down. That's how all, like, the segments were done. I think moving forward, I'm gonna write everything down I want to say, just so I can get this done a lot quicker, but yeah, I still, I still feel proud of what this podcast could be in the coming weeks. You're gonna see various different some new things put on into the podcast. Hopefully I can, like, talk certain about, like, um, discussions on, like, certain artists You can we can do, um, talk about battle rap, like, with certain battles and much more stuff in the hip hop community bringing here other than just talking about album and EP drops and stuff like that but yeah that's for the coming weeks of the podcast but for today I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to see you next week on Rap Al Dente and that concludes the first episode of Rap Al Dente I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the podcast as it was for me to plan and set it up in description, I'm telling you, check out the new Spotify playlist, Women in Power. A lot of incredible female MCs. I believe female MCs compared to males, they get overlooked like crazy. So when you click that link, I'm telling you, you're gonna hear some incredible talent from women. It, it is it's nuts. Also going on with the podcast going forward. I hope to introduce some new and different things. I don't think this format will be the same forever. All the talk about like some battle rap do some versus discussions that would be pretty cool and yeah if you enjoyed the podcast please leave a like leave a comment do whatever you can to just show love so i can keep this going i want to take this to the next level in a couple years i can really see this being a platform where we can discuss hip-hop and elevate artists that's just my dream going for rap al dente in the future but yeah uh peace you guys i hope to see you guys next week on the podcast Because two projects just dropped on Friday Uh, the new Felt album and uh, Limbo released by Eminem. So, yeah, see you guys next week on Rap Al Dente.